You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Joining you, as always, is me, Gandalf, and also Matt and Nathan Van Horn. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. I'm not used to not hearing my name at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting. I'm good. Yeah, we're hitting you with another in-person episode. There it sitting is. Sitting around uh, a table at, in First Baptist Church's uh, youth Sunday school area. So, well, it's neat how this kind of works out. So, one of the things is that Nathan is a professor as well as a pastor. So, he, in his professorial duties, has to travel to go and do that. And he swings by our neck of the woods. He's like an old. He's like an old. Uh, he's like an old circuit pastor. It's like he yeah, makes, yeah. He makes yeah. time for us in between here in the the college and he's the here, churches there and everywhere. Who so. dares bother the great? <laughs> I love that line from the. I think I used it in a sermon two weeks ago. Who dares bother the great and powerful? Was that odds? was that your sermon where you walked eighty miles or whatever? It was? No, no, no. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, my Fitbit registered. I move a lot because I'm bodily kinesthetic. I move a lot when I speak, and my Fitbit registered as me going for a walk and said, congratulations, you're walking an 84-minute mile. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the sermon was, like the joke was, the sermon was well under half a mile by that standard. Okay. Um, and then someone commented on on Facebook, your dad always got the full mile in. <laughs> oh, that's I was like, good, really, burn. good burn. That's really funny. So today, I suspect this will probably be the final episode of Chapter 26, Genesis 26. We've been here for a while and I'm excited because we're back to, we're back to Esau. We left him for a little bit. Mm. Gotcha. Hey, do you all know what a sermuncle is? A what? Oh. A sermuncle. <laughs> what did I you have, call me? <laughs> I, yeah, I have no idea. So I, I learned this. So the, uh, the local uh, lyric theater had a play this weekend and uh, it was a line in the play and it was a, it was a spelling bee and somebody says all right spell sermon and then it's like uh, well what is a sermuncle and sounds like a pokemon i'm not well, <laughs> uh, so a sermuncle is a short sermon oh and they said could nope. you could you use it in a sentence and they said yeah there's no such thing as a sermuncle <laughs> i got a good laugh at I, I, I thought it was gonna be our pastor has never preached a <laughs> that's right <laughs> so yeah but truly it is a sermuncle is a short sermon all right, well, we're going to have a sermuncle of verses today. Yeah, we're not going real far. Uh, Genesis chapter... Imagine that. <laughs> Genesis chapter 26, verses 34 and 35. Good news here, folks. These are the last two verses of Genesis 26. And once we go, we're gone because we really haven't gone back yet. So we're still... I think trudging. we have. Haven't well, we no, gone no, back? no. Yeah. Like actually going back and worked all the way through it again. Oh, We've okay. referenced yeah. yeah. So... Listener, you're in trouble when we start going back to go through chapters yeah well the funny thing is matt and i've had so many discussions of stuff we missed along oh gosh the way. yeah that's so funny i mean it's sad but it's funny too but it's also you sad. know I, I and not to get too off topic but i have that thought often when i go back and listen to like the first 10 episodes or so i'm like 
dang, we we got to go back and re-record those. Yeah. And those first 10 episodes, that's an entire 40-episode saga by itself. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's like the kaleidoscope. You tilt it just a little bit, and then a whole new burst of There's color and to creativity and stuff like that. But what seems to be, typically when you read this, if you're doing daily Bible reading, when you read information like this, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's weird, or don't really know what to do with that. This is a plot point we're going to read about today. This is Esau's wives, essentially. Um, so, also, or some of them. <laughs> some of them, that's right. So one of the things this is, is like Esau's like the Mambo number five guy. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that we know about the ancient world, especially from, remember our guy Lamech, mm-hmm. you know, the descendant of Cain who took, uh, was it Ada and Zillah, his two wives? Um so ever since then, men have been collecting wives, um, at least some points in history. And Esau is no exception to this rule. Now, before we're too hard on Esau for just having multiple wives, like Abraham had multiple wives. Uh, Isaac, shockingly, did not. Um, Jacob is going to have multiple wives. The, the scandal here that we're going to read is actually not in how many wives Esau has but rather who they are. Mm. That that really and truly is the scandal today. So, uh, Gandalf, why don't you read for us? It's it two is, verses. Even before we get to that, yeah. it is interesting. You know, we talked about in a previous, when you're recording live, the people you work with can make you laugh. And <laughs> Sorry, it's, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so if, if I ever sound weird, Matt is doing something behind the scenes. <laughs> Probably saying Garar and rolling the other. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, it is interesting. You know, we did talk about in a former episode a lot of the similarities between Esau and Lamech. The yeah. li- well, you know, some several of the line of Cain. And it is interesting. They both share a, a wife named Ada. I mean, it's not the That's same right. one, but they both have a, have a wife by that, that name. That is interesting. Uh, and part of that we'll go into is, is Ada a name or a nickname? That's right. Um, they actually... Let's go ahead and read the text, and then we'll talk about some potential, I don't want to say problems, but potential issues in understanding okay. what's really going on here. So two verses, Genesis 26, 34 through 35. As always, from the ESV, when Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith, the daughter of Bere, the Hittite, to be his wife, and Besmith, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. Mm. Hey, by the way, do you know what another ancient word for Hittites are? No. Musk. Have you not heard that? Wait, are you being for real? No, dead serious. So Elon the Musk. I'm He's, just kidding. Oh, that, that I, would be funny though, right? You had me going. I was like, I, I, was no, like, I don't even know what to do with this information. Like Hittites, Muskites, like totally. This is how conspiracy theories are born. <laughs> no, 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 that's I, right. I deliberately said when we started this project, I don't want us to be a conspiracy theory podcast, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, just wait till we get the py- to the pyramids and uh, oh. Exodus. Hey, oh, but here's the thing: the pyramids are already there. That's a, the That's pyramids right. are even older than what we're reading. But man, just like because that. the because the aliens made them, <laughs> right? Oh, oh gosh. So, in, anyway, going going back to what we're talking about today is. Esau has multiple wives that we read about here, and that also these women, these Canaanite women, because there's some more scripture we're going to read forward to, is that these women were making life 
bitter mm-hmm. for Isaac and also Rebecca. And by the way, just hearing that bitter, if you've ever read the story of Ruth, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, loses her husband and both of her sons. And she says, don't call me Naomi. Call me bitter. Mara, bitter. Yeah. Uh, this is also a word we often talk about reading Genesis while you're living the Exodus. Uh, after they come through the Red Sea, they come to a place where the water is not drinkable, and they call it bitter, Mara. Uh, this this is the same word being used in Genesis uh, 26. Mm-hmm. Now, so let's... In other words, they have real-life associations that this is not something Rebecca would want. Right, and let's be reminded what it meant in the ancient world to be a Canaanite. So a Canaanite means you grew up in the culture of Canaan. Mm -hmm. And with that comes idolatry. With that comes witchcraft. With that comes all kinds of forbidden sexual practices. There is a, we're talking about a completely different worldview than the people of... Just think about some of the fun and wonderful cities in the land we've already heard about. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Exactly. So this is... We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's right. These are people that have a completely different system of morality. Like, they have a completely different understanding of what's appropriate. Like, we remember where the Canaanites come from, by the way. Don't forget our boy. Way back when, Ham. That's right. These are his children. Because remember, cursed be Canaan, mm-hmm. you know. And by the way, where did Canaan come from? Where did Canaan come from? Well, probably still, because of still, an illicit sexual union somehow, some way. Still, still some of my favorite episodes. Right. So, those but, 46 through 48, something like that. One of the things that we see is that. Canaanite and the practices of what brought Canaan in the world, those things kind of become synonymous with each other. It's to follow the practices of that family that keep getting worked out and stuff like that. And this is one of the things that God continually tells the Israelites, do not engage in the practices of the land. We're not talking about like, well, you know, the world is filled with such a beautiful tapestry of different culture and and flavor of doing life. That's not what the Bible is saying when it says don't emulate yeah. their practices. This is not the butter battle book where it's about what side of the toast you eat your butter mm-hmm. on. That's, yeah. that's this, right. This is this is consequential stuff. Exactly. This is um, the stuff that are anchored back into that illicit founding of Canaan in the first place when it came from a union that should not be, that is now being worked out. It is now, so you had this terrible thing that Ham did. Now you've got a whole culture coming from the mold of that. Yeah. Well, and again, the way that that's reiterated when we talked about Lot and Sodom, where did Lot's daughters get that type of idea for what they did with Lot? That's the culture they were brought up in. Oops. That's right. And here we we have Esau. uh, Yeah. And so it's going in. Yeah. It's something you're going to see time and time again. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about these wives that Esau is collecting like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. <laughs> so there is actually, amazingly, in the funny got to catch them all type uh, language, uh, he doesn't have 150 wives or 400 wives. Yet. Right? <laughs> That's right. But um, 
the next generation of video games. Uh, That's right. But, or as we were talking about a few minutes ago, like the, I think there's like 16 Myers Briggs personality types. Yeah. You know, what if he had a, a wife for each one? There it is. Yeah. That was, <laughs> By the way, is everyone other Myers Briggs? ENTP. ENFP. I don't know mine. Oh, I would have guessed ENFP for you. All right, we're not it's hopping so down. stinking obvious. Yeah, we're not hopping yeah. down that rabbit hole. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you're like me with a heart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what mine is off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, this is only there's only two wives though, right? Here, right here. Oh, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's funny because it's funny where how comments on Esau's wives border significant developments in the text so this the end of 26 is right before that famous story in genesis 27 where rebecca helps jacob steal the blessing mm -hmm. right yes what's her motivation for doing that i mean these are both her sons we know that she cheats toward jacob but why would she help him do something so consequential like stealing the blessing. It sounds like she doesn't like her other son's wives. Yeah, it, there it, ain't no way that one of those girls' kids is going to have the no no the daughter blood. no daughter of Elon is coming over here. <laughs> there is absolutely no way. Yeah, in fact, right after um, right after uh, Jacob steals the blessing, uh, Esau says, um, "Well, the, the days are soon coming where my dad's going to die, and I'm going to mourn him, and then I'm going to kill my brother." And it's these words getting back to Rebecca that leads her to warn Jacob, hey, you should probably go visit your uncle. Why don't you get a good wife when you're with the kinfolk anyway? Um, and so he, he ends up going to Padan Aram. End of Genesis 27. Then Rebecca said to Isaac, I loathe. I think of uh, Jim Carrey and how the Grinch uh, hate, 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 double hate. Loathe entirely. Uh, then Rebecca said to uh, Isaac, I loathe my life because of these Hittite, and whether it's Hittite or Hethite is up in the air, but I loathe my life because of the Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, to Matt's point, what good will my life be to me? Mm -hmm. Like, here's part of the reason she cheats toward Jacob, right? right. Yeah, she didn't just decide to do it all <laughs> out of yeah. thin air. Um uh, and again, to Matt's point, this is something God will constantly warn the people about when they're going out of Egypt and into the land. They're reading Genesis as they're living the Exodus. Like, God knows the pattern. And it, that's not to say that Canaanites can't be redeemed. One of our most fav uh, famous heroines of the Old Testament, Rahab, is, is someone who leaves this right. cycle by placing her faith in Israelites' God. Most of the time, she, but she's one of those like exceptions that proves the rule, though, right? Yeah. Uh, most of the time, though, this is a terrible, terrible idea. So Nathan is making a huge point here. This is the cardinal sin in the Old Testament, intermarrying with people of the land. Like, this is the— But, Matt, <laughs> I thought idolatry was the cardinal sin. Because they, the are, they go together. They are hand in glove. That's yeah. it. Uh, in fact— um, it's interesting of, uh, Esau's first two wives, um, both of them have a nickname. If you, you know, if you fast forward to, uh, Genesis 36, 36. that's worth doing. Um, Genesis 36, I'm, I'm going there now. And this is giving the genealogy of Esau's descendants. These are the generations of Esau. That is Edom. It's highlighting that names become people groups. Mm -hmm. Esau took his wives from the Canaanites. 
Why lead off with that? Because it's just like <laughs> everything you're about to hear is a bad idea. It's all bad. Uh, um, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite or the Muscite, whatever it is. <laughs> That's right. Oholibama. And and so it's interesting. Um, Ada um, and Oholibama, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion the Hivite, they both have associations with their names. Like, so there's a name and there's a nickname, right? Because mm-hmm. um, these are not the names they're called about. Um, Ada uh, goes with beautiful. Uh, some suggest that the, the real name uh, means uh, perfume. She's associated with licentiousness, harlotry, adultery. A holy bama is a combination of two Hebrew words, ohel, which is tent, and bama, high place, where you offer sacrifices to other gods. Oh. <laughs> so she's associated with idolatry. So it's like it's like Esau went out of his way. Let me pick the two people in this country that my mom that will embody everything my mother disapproves of. Uh, uh, I don't know. Reading Esau, I don't think he was. He was probably looking for other things. Yeah, <laughs> probably looking for other things. But oh, um, I thought you just muted Matt. That's hilarious. So you reached for a switch, and I was like, oh, <laughs> listener, just, hard edit. Yeah, <laughs> listener, in real, in real life, I just reached over to the soundboard in order to turn up one of the microphones. Nathan thought I was just cutting Matt off. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say anything controversial <laughs> this time. Uh, yeah, that's right. But it is interesting when we get to Genesis 36, there are more than those two wives mentioned. Yeah, um, so he really, he was, really was going to catch them all. Yeah, so you have, um, uh, before we go into this, uh, because uh, 36.3 uh, mentions uh, Basemoth, Ishmael's daughter, the sister of Nebaioth. I want to rewind real quick to Genesis chapter 28. In Genesis 28, this is after Jacob has stolen the blessing and after he knows that his brother wants to kill him. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and right after that happens, you get to Genesis 28, 6 through 9, and listen to this. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take a wife from there. In other words, not a Canaanite wife. And that as he blessed him, he directed him, you must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. Rebecca has been in Isaac's ear about this issue. Right. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and gone to Badan Aram. So when Esau saw, I love, I love your seeing and taking language. Yep. It keeps going hand in hand. So when Esau saw, um, uh, and that is Ra'ah in the biblical yep. text. So when Esau saw that the Canaanite women did not please um, Isaac, his father, Esau went to Ishmael and took as his wife, besides the wives he already had, Mahalat, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebaioth. Now, I want to hit something there. Mahalat itself is not a flattering name. Right. Uh, this is another possibly negative uh, association. But two things. Number one, mom doesn't approve of wife one or wife two. He gets a third wife. Why, in the light of Genesis 27, might he seek a wife from Ishmael? He's not inheriting the blessing of uh, Isaac. Isaac. He's going to get 
he's going to get a different blessing somewhere else. Yeah, he's still after a big. Yeah, there's been a blessing promised to another family. There it is. There it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if I can't get it the legit way, I'm gonna find a way to get it another way. Doesn't this track though? Because we we compared in earlier episodes. I don't know, like twelve episodes ago. uh, we compared Esau to Lamech, right? It's talking about him being kind of the same type because Lamech had two wives, right? That one wasn't enough. Now here we have Esau. He took two wives. He took two wives. Same he, language used for Esau. And now Esau is looking and taking however many but, wives. But it's, it's kind of, you know, if Esau is being presented in that mold, and Esau is not a character who has, there, there, the scripture is not, you know, categorically negative about Esau. You know, he, he's he's not exactly the hero of the story, but. Um, but I don't want to beat up on him either, but there, there are things there that cast him after the mold of, of, of the line of Cain of Lamech in particular. And it's, you know, to your point about the wives thing, think about how Lamech intensified the violence of Cain, you know, the whole mark of Cain. And, and if Cain is avenged sevenfold, then Lamech will be avenged 77 fold. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a doubling down on the wrong type of thing. And it's like when. Esau, in a sense, follows in that course of behavior, and neither of the two wives get the job done. What do you do? Gotta catch them all, gotta catch right. them all, right? <laughs> Just let's get another wife, and let's make sure that she has a princely lineage to someone that can make up for the blessing that I just lost. Mm. So, yeah, I think That's so much of the nine. story of the Bible is trying to get something, <laughs> trying to recover Eden yeah. through a path other than the one ordained by God. So. Esau, this is verse 9 of 28, Esau went to Ishmael and took his wife besides the wives he had. The scripture is making sure you hear that he's just, this is looking for a quick fix here. This is looking for a quick fix because he has just lost the farm, literally, and, you know. Or two-thirds of it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's right. Well, but he lost, yeah, I mean, that's Lost the blessing. Yeah, lost Lost the the blessing, too, yeah. Um, well, so I want to add one other layer here before we get done with the episode. I want us to go back to the end of 26, though. And Derek Kidner points this out in his Genesis commentary. When you look at what takes place in 27, this is when, remember, Isaac, the daddy who loved Esau because he loved to eat of his red meat. Red mm-hmm. meat, okay? Daddy is still ready to bless Esau. In fact, he gives Jacob the blessing thinking he's Esau. That's right. So I want to read Kidner here. He says, talking about verses 34 and 35 about Esau and his wives, there is more in this notice than meets the eye, for it underlines Isaac's folly in still favoring Esau for the family headship, and it prepares the ground for Jacob's dispatch in 2746 to his cousins in Padan. Aram. So it's interesting to me that Kidner is pointing out, and I had not really thought about it in that way, that whatever bitterness that this brought Isaac, it wasn't stopping him from blessing. Well, and you kind of see, I don't want to call it a rash. I don't want to call it a rashness. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put a maliciousness onto Esau. I think it's interesting. And we, we talked about this before, but we haven't talked about it in the episode. There does seem to be a hint of a motivation on Esau's end for taking these two wives. The text leads off when Esau was 40 years old. That's right. And Dad got married at 40. Dad got married at 40. Back in Genesis 25, we're told that Isaac takes Rebekah as a wife when he's 40 years old. And so 
you know, in Esau's shoes, he's already sold his birthright for a pot of stew. The one thing he has left to hang on to is the blessing. I'm going to inherit the Abrahamic promises, but gosh, I'm 40 years old. Dad was married by now. I don't want to be passed over. Hmm. Uh, and so he, maybe he jumps the gun. Um, and it's, and it keeps doubling down on that. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, also, I, I just see Esau straight up as a man of passion, like whether it's a bowl of stew, red, whether it's red hunting, is the color of, I was about like, to say, he is he just is a man of passion. And something tells me that he married these girls cause he found them attractive. Yeah. Like there was, but I'm, I'm saying when your wife's names mean like beautiful, sweet fragrance and tint on the high places where sacrifices are offered. Right. Things could go terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. And also I just don't even see, you know, Esau even picking up on like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't see Esau as a guy that remembers his wife's birthdays. Like I don't see him as a guy I, that would I even like remember the, their I names. I feel like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker explaining himself uh, to Harvey Dent. Do I look like a guy with a plan? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I I'm just, like a dog. <laughs> I, I just see Esau. Like, I just pick, do <laughs> picking up uh, Basemuth in the truck and and saying like, uh, "Hey, Otta, how you doing today?" It's Basemuth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hop, Hop in there with the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. In, in the lifted raptor. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, but, I mean, there's even there's even debate among uh, scholars. Did Esau have three or four three wives? Or four wives. Um, yeah. Are Basemoth in um, Genesis 36 and Mahalat in Genesis 20, are they the same person or are they different person? Mm. The rabbis seem to say three wives. Uh, some modern scholars have said four. Um, <laughs> Esau so. can't keep up with his wives in the ca text can't That's either. He, this guy's not remembering birthdays and anniversaries. He's de he's definitely panicking. Like when he checks Facebook in the morning and like tells <laughs> it says it's his wife's birthday. His, his relationship status in a social media world is definitely it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or just available. Yeah. <laughs> but listener, you know what else is available. And that's oh, a subscription to the Better Than Fiction so Bible podcast. For free. It's free. All you need to do is hit the like we plus don't mark. A, we don't lead with that enough. It's free. It is free. And you know what you get? Uh, it's two things. One, you get a notification every Tuesday morning when we release a new episode. And two, we get a little bit of a boost in the algorithm so that more people may find the podcast. So if you believe this is a worthwhile podcast, help yourself out. Help us out. Like and subscribe. Send us a message on our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com, and leave us a written review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. For free. For free. <laughs> sorry, I'm just in the, I'm in there. Sorry. And until then, listener, we, uh, you have a great day. See you next time. Shalom. Great episode. <laughs>